you. That's what angels are are created for. They were created as ministering spirits. So they're going to be connected to humanity. Amen. In some way, always. The the fallen ones and the ones that are still serving God, still working for God. So it's common that angels would connect themselves with people, with humanity. And so that connection's never been broken. The only thing is with the demons, they connect themselves to the evil way. You'd rather not be bothered with them. Thank God that we do have authority as far as angels are concerned, not to command them personally, but there are certain things that we do that encourage or discourage their activity in our lives uh, with with fallen angels and with angels that still work for God. We still have an authority-like connection uh, with angels that work for God. As long as we're obedient to God, they serve us to the good. With fallen angels, when you're born again, you have authority over all their works. So you command them because they're fallen. You don't command the ones that work for God because they're not fallen. Got me? And so as you obey God, angels will work for you and work with you. So why don't we pray? Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to come before you. Your throne of grace. We will receive mercy and grace to help us in our time of need whenever we appear here, Father. We, we come because your blood has paid access price for us. And we thank you, Lord, that we have access to your throne. And we will never, ever forget it. And we will never, ever consider it a small thing. But it is an honor and the privilege of our lives to serve you and to know you. And we thank you for that supreme privilege in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. So we're on page 53 if you want to turn there. We're just going to exhort and discuss in the things that are, are highlighted in this book written by Dr. Summerall. And uh, the uh, chapter 53 starts with uh, the uh, um, topic, What Angels Know. Amen. What Angels Know. <clears throat> he says, What a person does is based on what he knows. Amen. From time to time, for example, scientists warn of an epidemic that is expected to strike the country. The government makes the announcement on the electronic and print media and holds out encouragement with the development of a new vaccine. So millions of people go to their doctors or to clinics to protect themselves against what may cause them much sickness and pain. Suppose you're in a hotel and someone shouts fire. You run for the nearest emergency exit, acting on what you know. What is true of men is also true of angels. In the last chapter, we surveyed some things angels do. Why do they act? Presumably, they act on the basis of what they know. My mind immediately recalls 2 Samuel 14.20. A woman said to King Saul, My Lord is wise according to the wisdom of the angel of God to know all things that are in the earth. I'm not at all sure Saul was a wise man based on some of the foolish things he did, but I am sure of the correctness of the woman's assessment of angels. Angels do indeed possess superhuman knowledge. Amen. 
they possess superhuman knowledge. Where, where do angels get their knowledge? Directly from God himself. Amen. He is the source of their intelligence. Their information comes directly from the throne of God. And that's the best of all wisdom in the universe. So when we understand that we hear directly from God, the best source of wisdom and knowledge lives inside of you. Amen. The Holy Spirit informs you of the plan of God, the will of God, the knowledge of God. It's the same thing with the angels. So don't think that an angelic visitation is superior to what you have with the Holy Spirit dwelling within you. You know, uh, seriously, because a lot of times people uh, think they'll they'll brag on. I have visions. I have dreams. I have. Uh, I know a woman that is so dream oriented, and then she says God is talking to her in dreams, but she has to run around and ask seven different people what the dream means. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now God won't do that to you. He really won't. But there are people that get so caught up in anything supernatural. You know what I'm saying? They don't distinguish. They don't make sure it lines up with what the word says. Like if you read your Bible, you'll get more knowledge and understanding than you will from visitations from angels. Because God chooses and prefers to speak to us through his son as the Bible says in Hebrews in this latter day God has chosen to speak to us through his son which is the word and so reading that Bible by the Holy Spirit who lives in you can make that Bible come alive to you and you'll begin to understand and get knowledge and revelation not only will you uh, will the Bible come alive to you but the Holy Spirit will then begin to expound and expand on the need of things if you will take the time to listen to him but if you're caught up in how God talks to you like you prefer one method over another one you block the real channel that he wants to use to speak to you let the word word be your final answer on everything Uh, get out of the habit of wanting to hear what you want to hear Uh, Let God's word settle things for you Uh, because if you be strong and holding on to God's word then that word will always pull you through every difficult situation. Amen. And it will hold you when times are good. If you stay focused on God and and what his word has spoken to you it's like you're going to be fought for what you believe every day of your life because we live in this world. You know, you'll feel a pain and your mind will want to say, well, what's that coming from? Got me? But the Bible says that you are healed by his stripes. So what are you going to believe? It it would help you to believe God's word. It doesn't help to believe his word on some things and then not believe the word on other things. You know, it, it just, it's just not right. Uh, people run from church to church because they hear something in one place that they like and then when they hear something there they don't like then they're off and running again you know and I firmly believe that I don't believe people move around because somebody offends them every place they go amen they sound like them little snowflake people out there 
you know, little media people, they're always, we can't have anybody on campus saying those things that offends me. Everybody's offended about everything. And then they want to shut up the people that are speaking truth. And so we have to be careful to stay with truth. Let your, let your heart discern, but check in the word of God. Stay in your word. Amen. Because that's so important, more and more important every day. Uh, we always talk about the end times. and so, But the word is important all the time. But even more so when the enemy has control over the airwaves and he's pumping out lies continually 24-7. And so this is a test for the church. Are you going to believe God's word or are you going to just believe what everybody else believes because they believe it? And so let the Lord help you discerning truth. But angels speak what they know because they talk directly to God. They know what, what's going on all the time. Angels know God personally. Perhaps the chief things angels know is God himself. They know him personally. They have a vital, intimate relationship with the creator of all things. We've already seen time and again in this book that angels dwell in God's presence surrounding his throne and worshiping him. We are allowed into the presence of God continually as well. All you have to do if you want God's presence, just lift your hand up and see if the Holy Spirit don't low five you. It's a high five to us, but it's a low five to him. Low five. Huh? But he will he will meet you and, and respond to your extending your hand in worship. You know? He just will do that. He's so good to follow through on things like that for us when we consider further the true knowledge of God requires obedience to his commandments we can better appreciate the ability of the holy angels to know God because they obey his commandments they can more fully know him and that's a key for us as well Obedience always opens the door for God to reveal himself to us even in a greater way. Uh, When God sees you, the Bible says Enoch walked with God. That means he obeyed God. How can two walk together except they be agreed? And so when you walk with God, you obey him and the two of you become one. Amen. And, And it's a fight to walk with God. Trust me, because, you know, every devil in hell will try to pull you out of his presence. Amen. Uh, Be weary of people who want to accuse you of stuff all the time. You understand what I'm saying? Pick you apart and want to examine you and, you know, yada, 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 yada. Uh, That's to pull you down from walking with God. When the enemy sees you willing to submit yourself to God like that, he'll always have somebody around. To try and tell you, you know, you're bad, you're wrong, you don't do this right, you don't do that right. You know, ning, 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 ning. It's different if it comes from somebody who has authority in your life. And they're trying to correct you and get you on the right path. You know the difference. You know the difference. You know, you have somebody who's always trying to pull you out of your position and then they tell you, you think you better than. When you hear that kind of stuff, listen, you know where that's coming from. Amen. So don't allow the enemy 
to pull you out of there it's as easy as saying well Lord if I'm wrong then correct me forgive me your sins are forgiven it doesn't take a whole lot of people to always point out your faults to get you to do right so know the difference so so God wants us to continue to walk with him that's one of the the uh, ministries of angels is to keep us in the pathway of righteousness amen and so they are are there to help us continue in obedience to God just as they honor or God honors obedience with them he'll honor it with us so they obey his commandments they can more fully know him so you can know God through your obedience the mind of man was darkened by the fall in the garden of Eden but those angels who remain loyal to God in the rebellion of Lucifer have had no uh, such shades drawn over their understanding so the the demonic angels or demons or fallen fallen angels don't have understanding they have regimentation you got me they they know how to follow orders they know how to be intimidated and obey the devil but they don't have knowledge they can't like think for themselves uh, for instance uh, a devil who is assigned say like a familiar spirit who's assigned to your life to try and defeat you can only do what he is programmed to do like he can't branch off and do something creative <laughs> that's why that's why they're effective they just keep hammering the same stuff at you all day long they're they're programmed and so when you understand that you understand that the knowledge of god will outwit them if you stay with God you know if you obey God and you, now you can't take God's knowledge and run off with it it operates at, at his will in obedience to his instruction to you and to the, the grace that he gives you to administer that knowledge and so you have to stay under the authority of God to beat the devil at his game so don't get real excited that he's not that smart he's better at us at some things because he's consistent and persistent amen and and we give up sometimes too easily because we're easily talked out of things when they're new to us huh and but once you stay entrenched in that and you stay persistent with it then it gets harder and harder for the enemy to dislodge you from what it is that god's got you assigned to do we need to start looking at life correctly uh, God has us assigned just like he has the angels assigned you know, we're not little free agents running around down here we have, he has what's called a plan for your life P-L-A-N that means he doesn't need your ideas he doesn't need your correction he doesn't need you saying well why don't I do it <laughs> he doesn't need none of that huh but we do have a will to obey him or not and that's what gives us the illusion of having so much freedom you know it's a plan it's a plan but not you're free but not because you're only free your chain only goes so 
somebody it was somebody out of one of them cartoon them little cartoon characters that there was a dog someone somebody used to pick at a dog all the time because he stayed chained up and he would go up to him and do something and make him mad and then the the dog would get mad take off and his chain only yanked him back so well, that's us you know your freedom is there however God is not going to lose you to the devil man you're not going to lose your soul because you get stupid and decide you want to go off and do something that God didn't tell you to do because he knows many times we get deceived into believing we're doing the will of God amen he's a very loving and forgiving God and then some of us just like to mess with things see how far you can get you got me you know people backslide I've seen people in church knew they were doing wrong kept doing it thinking that God was winking at them and letting them get away they'd even tell you stuff like that God, it, 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 no, that, no that ain't true that's how Carlton Pearson is out there marrying homosexuals now because he was in disobedience somewhere in his life and thought God was winking at him and then when the snare gets when the trap is, is snapped on you you can't get out of it you gotta wait for God's deliverance to get out got me and so we have to respect obedience to God this he's not playing you got me this isn't you know some kind of little fun show or something where you know you can get on Facebook and call yourself a prophet and give words to people every day you know what I'm saying people will tell you thank you and then go someplace else and look for somebody else to give them another word so you know there's a lot of players in that game amen and so we have to be careful to stay with what God has given us and it's tough sometimes you understand what I'm saying? It's tough when you see people who have this much of knowledge and understanding and revelation and power, you know, have churches with ten and 20,000 people in them. You got me? And you're praying your brains out to be able to learn how to get people healed at the altar, you know, and you've got a handful. You know, and go, what up? But you've got to realize that God has a purpose for everything that he does and you've got to stay faithful to God you don't know what God's doing in people's lives and so we just have to learn how to continue to be obedient no matter what the situation amen amen so the angels know God's commandments and they know him fully because they stay in his presence because of the rebellion in the fall fallen angels have their um, uh, understanding darkened and but their commitment their assignment to their commitment is is pretty deep you got me angels are made with a, a will that's set once it's in motion it's set like if you have an encounter with an angel on this earth um, this is my understanding from the one or two that I've had um, you get the sense that they're not resisting you or you don't have to convince them of what to do you got me so in that sense their will is not um, it can't be tampered with by human words it's set already 
So if an angel is sent to you to help you, you don't have to say, well, Mr. Angel, can you do this? Can you? They just do what they do and then they're gone. They are not affected by your words one way or the other. Whereas humans, you got to convince them to help you sometimes. I don't care if it's your own husband or wife. You know, why? Because they have a will that says yes or no to information that comes in. Angels don't have that like that. Their will is already assigned and it's set. So once it's set and it's assigned, and thank God for that. When they show up, they know exactly what to do. They're going to do that and only that and then they're gone. And that they are following strict direct orders from God in that way. So humans cannot, number one, convince them to do otherwise. Talk them out of what they're assigned to do. Have some kind of input and add to it. Amen. Whatever an angel does is what God sent them to do and that's all you need. So in other words, don't try to work no angels for nothing you know what I'm saying you do that and the same thing with fallen angels they are set on their assignment once they once they start acting evil to you they ain't gonna get nice you got me they are never going to be nice now they can be funny and entertaining and cute and all that kind of stuff but they're not gonna be working you can't friend them you cannot embrace them because you won't have an effect on what they do one way. They, they're still kill and destroy. That's it. And if they can get under your skin and get in your life, then that's, that's what they're assigned to do. There are certain angels that are experts at deception and manipulation. And they know how to flatter. They know how to deceive. And then there are some are just out and out mean. You understand they're angry and violent and threatening and all that kind of stuff. So they have their personalities that are set and they're assigned to do certain things in, in certain people's lives. It's like these angels, that uh, fallen angels that get people hooked on drugs. First they're all friendly and kind and work through people and then the next thing you know when you get hooked they threaten to kill you if you don't keep taking that stuff you understand what i'm saying and it'll make you sick on top of it you got me and so we we need to be careful how we understand their interaction but when god sends angels they are to minister to us and serve us we're not to worship them, befriend them, try to get an angel in your pocket. Like, you know, like you can make them work and all that. Just don't go there. And just know that they're there by command of God and, and respect what God has sent them to do. Angels know the reality of, of demons. In addition to knowing God, angels also know the reality of demons. They know how Lucifer fell from heaven. They observe the many angels who elected to go with him and rebel against God. A subject we will consider in more depth in chapter 9. They know that spiritual warfare is still going on between the forces of God and the forces of Satan. A war that will continue until Satan and his followers are cast into hell for all eternity. Now what can we learn from all this? The writer says, I think angels are smarter than we are in regard to how to wage spiritual warfare. Oh yeah, because they, they abide in the realm of the spirit at all times. They know there is a war on and they're aware of it every day. 
we're able to discern the devil's traps. A good place for us to start in our preparation for that struggle is Ephesians 6, 10-18 with God's armor and prayer. Angels know human beings. Not only do angels know God and their demonic adversaries, they also know mankind. They know human beings. The Bible tells us they were present at creation, at the creation of our physical universe. See Job 38, 6-7. Let me just go there and, and uh, read that portion. There's some interesting observations in the book of Job it's the oldest book in the Bible and so it contains ancient knowledge but it also contains ancient wisdom from God as far as creation is concerned so Job 38 6-7 I'll start in verse 1 then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge so when you speak what you don't have knowledge about you bring counsel into darkness in other words you're giving somebody with bad advice you're giving the wrong understanding of things but this is very common with people well, people, we got experts on everything on there. <laughs> All these people telling you how to be successful. Uh, what your body needs we got all these expert nutritionists out there and and the success motivation people all that kind of stuff so uh, it's from the dark side what they're doing is trying to give you counsel without knowledge and so you'll know if it's coming from God or not by a witness of your spirit you know you can check within you and ask God if people know what they're talking about or not then it's amazing you know sometimes people say things and they don't have any kind of experience with it they just have an opinion that's different than counsel see an opinion you don't have to have knowledge about you just believe stuff and people just say what they believe. They don't, they don't have to have understanding or knowledge about it whatsoever. So he says, um, okay, so he says, who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up now your loins like a man, and I will demand of you, and you answer me. Amen. So here's knowledge coming. Because he's going to start responding to God. So Job here is invited by God to strengthen himself and come to him and talk to him. Man, quit talking to your crazy friends, Job. You've been laying in that bed for 38 chapters now. And you ain't got no, you haven't gotten healed you have nothing's restored. You're just languishing in your situation. The amount of the knowledge that you have coming into you in different times of your life can determine whether you stay in your situation or whether you get delivered. You got me? It depends on what kind of information you take in. And it will shock you how many people like staying in their situation. You know, people will make a, a, a career out of their troubles and their infirmities and their 
misfortunes. And so we have to be careful that we are ready to receive our deliverance in the word of God. Don't let your soul get accustomed to getting attention for your difficult situation. Amen. You want out as soon as possible. He says, gird up your loins like a man. In other words, get about that bed. Get up off of that thing. Dance you feel better. Get up on I'm telling you. Sometimes you got to dance yourself up out the bed in the morning. Amen. And just keep praising God until you feel better. Amen. And he says, where were you? Uh-oh. When I laid the foundations of the earth. Since you know so much, Job. He said, tell me if you have understanding. And who has laid the measures thereof, if you know it. In other words, how big is the earth if you get a tape measure? Or who has stretched the line upon it? Mm. Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened? And who led the cornerstone? Who laid the cornerstone thereof? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Where were you, Job? Huh? So answer me if you got uh, if you got knowledge. And so God then shows that the sons of, of God, that is the angels, were present in creation. Amen. They were present in creation. And it logically implies that they had already been created at that point. So the angels were here before the earth was formed. So their knowledge of humanity began, I'm sure, with the very first pair to live on earth. I'm certain the angels observed Adam and Eve as they lived together in the Garden of Eden, tended the garden, and eventually sinned and had to be driven out of the garden. And we can be sure that those immortal creatures have been watching mankind ever since often interacting with men and women at God's command so it's at at God's command that they interact with us you know I remember back in the uh, trying to think when it was maybe the 80s or late 80s early 90s where people would say I command the angels to go gather up my blessings and you know all this kind of crazy stuff I mean come on now if you haven't really convinced God to give it to him you can't go underneath him and bogart the angels and make them go get you nothing you know what I'm saying (laughs) you don't even know if you speak their language you got me if they understand your words because they are so oblivious to what what we want you got me they're, they're on assignment from God. They just need to understand him. And you need to rest in that. Be secure in that. Amen. As we understand the biblical records, we observe that angels had to know of the resurrection. Certainly those angels who watched over the Lord during his earthly stay heard his repeated statements that he was going to be crucified and resurrected on the third day. Not only did angels announce the Lord's resurrection to the women who first came to the tomb, but he had already rolled the uh, stone away from the door of the tomb. 
even prior to that you remember that back when the angel appeared to Joseph to tell him to go ahead and marry Mary even though she was pregnant the reason the angel gave was that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost so they have understanding they can speak to us convey messages to us and she shall bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins amen now it's kind of interesting angels have to know all languages of the earth or at least be able to repeat them so it throughout the ages so they're either highly intelligent or they take the words directly from God and have an ability to just repeat what they hear which also takes great ability you got me like an angel speaking to somebody in Italy would speak Italian they speak to somebody in America they speak English so they either have an ability to receive that message directly and go repeat it directly men or they have an ability to translate in some way so it's kind of interesting that the timeless intellect of God to understand how to communicate with man throughout the ages even though God is the one that confounded our language he has to be able to, to untangle it in order to communicate with us so he says and so they were uh, uh, present helping Jesus come into the earth amen by making sure and the angels were very active during that time and I believe at times of transition spiritually speaking they're more active it just bears it out in scripture they're more active during um, significant times I guess times when things are shifting and change I know they use that word all the time but I mean I'm talking about real shifting where God is, is unfolding one era and moving into another era they are more active in the earth why because God don't want his work messed up so when he wants it done precisely he will send agents who can do precise things for him and that includes angels so all right so the angel knew the Lord was coming to save us from our sins we can infer that the angel knew our Lord had to die and be resurrected in order to purchase our salvation when the Lord ascended into heaven some 50 days after the resurrection angels knew all about it why they talked about it and they accompanied him in fact they had to nudge the apostles to tell them that for the moment their face-to-face encounter with Jesus was over then we know in the book of Acts angels were very active in assisting the early church to get started so they are throughout the history of humanity as far as we know very active to keep God's plan in effect in the earth amen and while they the apostles looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up behold two men stood by them in white apparel which also said you men of Galilee why stand you here gazing up into heaven you see their words are very direct precise to the point 
it says the same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven amen so when he comes back to the earth he will come through the sky he will descend down to earth just the same way he went up amen and so angels know the purpose of God the ultimate plan of God is to save men and women from their sins to do that he provided salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ his son if you were to were asked to explain salvation to someone who had never heard of it you probably could given sufficient time yet there are some things about salvation that are unexplainable because they are of such magnitude Peter spoke of that fact in his first letter of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that shall follow unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us that they minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven which things the angels desire to look into so there are some things designated strictly for humanity and there are some things designated strictly for angels so uh, while angels may have the ups on us in some areas we do have quote unquote the ups on them in some areas too and so we can we can have a certain knowledge of God that they cannot have amen and so it says angels of course transcend transcend the times of the prophets they have watched the unfolding of God's plan of salvation over the centuries and millennia they know it is the greatest possible theme of men or angels and although they know of salvation salvation from an objective viewpoint but not an experiential viewpoint since angels don't need to be saved they long to know it even more thoroughly angels know the ministry of the church they witness the events in the church at all times so they are they are witnesses of events in the church at all times if we are not active participants in churches we attend we may not be aware of everything the church is or should be doing in its service to Christ the angels of God however are well aware of the work and witness God ordained for the church how do we know this we know it from such passages as the one in Paul's first letter to Timothy Paul set forth the things that Timothy was to do as a minister of the gospel Paul summed up that section with these words I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the elect angels that you observe these things without preferring one before another doing nothing by partiality man that that is a law of God 
You know, with God, there's no respecter of persons. Uh, whatever you pray for one person, you should be able to pray for another. Um, but it's hard to get that out of the church. You know, people always are looking for a little more attention. Somebody is. And uh, manipulation, try to manipulate leadership into giving them some kind of preference. You know, it's like uh, I know some ministers who have famous people in their congregations. And, you know, I always look at it this way. God sends, say for instance, LeBron James were to want to come and worship with us. Well, he's somebody just like everybody else. Now, considering, depending upon his sincerity, do you hear me? God will send him to somebody who matches him in sincerity. So if they're just there for preferential treatment, he'll send somebody, send them somebody who will do that for them. And most times, people in that caliber get caught up in systems that are not really pure in preaching the gospel. They like celebrity. They have certain spots for them and certain protections for them, which some people you have to have that for. But I just believe there's a perfect place for everybody where they would go in there as Joe Smith from down the street, just like the other Joe Smith from down the street is there. And I believe if if that's worked out with the leadership, they can be treated without partiality, just like everybody else there is treated without partiality. And so I, I just think that sometimes people aren't really looking for their maximum um, exposure to the things of God. They I want a little bit something from God, but God will put He'll match you where you can be with somebody who really is sincere, you know, about serving God and all that kind of stuff. And so I just believe God arranges that for people. He's smart. He knows how to do those things. So angels know the ministry of the church. We talked about uh, what did we read? First Peter. They transcend the times. They know the ministry of the church. Paul's first letter to Timothy about doing things without partiality. That's a fascinating and even somber thought to recognize that angels view what is going on in the local church and how it follows or fails to follow the directives God has given it. Angels know the certainty of judgment. We live in an increasing secular society. Lawmakers, jurists, and humanists have done a great deal over the past century to banish God from public acknowledgement and recognition. And we have by no means seen the end of this tragic movement. Boy, that was the truth. (laughs) It's still the truth. If there be no God, there is no need to live responsibly as if there were one. Man is free to do his own thing, to live it up, to enjoy all the pleasures his body can stand or his pocketbook can afford. And so we are seeing a complete abandonment of moral values. If man thinks of death at all, he conceives of it as a cessation of being, perhaps a final period, but there is no way we can get around the finality in Hebrews 9.27, which reads, It is appointed... Everybody has an appointment. Amen. 
unto men once to die and after that the judgment. So there are people who are willing to accept that everybody's going to die at some point but they don't add the last, they don't go beyond the comma and after that the judgment. They think that I've, I've seen everything people say stuff like so and so earn their wings today you know like people turn into angels when they die um, God added another angel to or everybody's going to heaven you know as far as these people are concerned and we see them living in sin but they say well they were good people they you know they didn't do anything wrong they didn't deserve this blah this blah that and uh, you know these people are, are drug dealers and stuff you know it's like come on now where do you draw the line but see everybody's good when they're gone no matter what they did and so and it shows you people have no concept of what to do about that life while they're living see what I'm saying while while Bubba's living somebody needs to live for God in his midst so that he can know that there's hope for him you got me but people live so isolated anymore uh, they can be detached very easily from the things of God just because in their family circle it's full of sinners doing the same thing. So, most families, at least we had a crazy aunt somewhere that went to church all the time. Huh? You know it, Aunt Esther. There's an Aunt Esther in everybody's family, or used to be. Huh? Come over to your house, you hide everything. She come in pounding that tambourine. Huh? Fish eyes food. Get on up out of you, heathen. Huh? I mean, between those she knew God, there was at least that, you know, people get all worked up about, well, you know, you shouldn't offend people. Listen, if they're snorting lines of cocaine every five minutes, something needs to break up in there. Huh? You should be thankful God even sends somebody that knows him into a hellhole like that. Man, the righteous slap me is a kindness. So just having Aunt Esther show up with her tambourine and telling everybody off is a kindness. <laughs> she doing you a favor. Huh? Because you know when people get, you don't know what, how God ministers to people. Amen. There are people who argue the gospel. But they live a mark on somebody somewhere because if the Holy Ghost decides to bring that nugget back to them. See, this is what gets people, churches, in compromise. Because they try to fix the gospel up according to their judgment of how nice or how mean somebody was when they preached the gospel to them. Gets you in a heap of trouble. You take a whole generation to hell playing around with God's word like that. You don't judge his servants. You really don't. No matter how they preach that gospel, as long as they leave with Jesus as Lord, and you you will die in your sins, and people are fully aware of that, and they've been warned, that's pretty much the gospel right there. You got me? People have to know the truth. You know, before you can invite them into salvation, they got to know the facts. Huh? People, you know, they, and I admire Billy Graham myself. Now, I'm nothing against him, but he wasn't no nice preacher. Huh? 
You sit there and read them Proverbs, you go, huh? He'll tell people tonight may be your last opportunity. You go, huh? Huh? Right. So let's, uh, he, he stuck with that straight up word. And that's, that's what we're to offer people. Amen. It's the word of God. So our, our society is increasingly secular. Man, there's no need to live for God. And that's really what the, when the communists come to take over a country. They say rule number one, first you take God away from them. Burn all the Bibles or tell people God is not alive, he's dead. If your God is so powerful, why doesn't he come and help you? Why, why can I come in here and tell you all that stuff? You strip them of God. That's what's happened in this nation. Amen. Whether we know it or not, and we, we who are enlightened somehow think people don't believe like that. But they do. They believe there's no God. They believe there's no, no help for them. They don't, they don't have a connection like that. Even with all the quote-unquote gospel that's preached on television, if you could call it that. See, people who have the time and the money need to invest heavily in that message. Or because people just won't get it otherwise. Amen. They won't get it otherwise. If man thinks of death at all, he conceives of it as a cessation of being. Amen. Instead of you got an appointment with judgment. Unsaved people and even liberal churchmen deny the truth that is taught there. It's unpopular and unsettling. But angels are persuaded of the fact that no, as we see in Revelation, that they will take part in God's judgment. Indeed, they know that the final destination of unrepentant men and women, hell, is a place prepared originally for their number who disobeyed God and joined Satan's rebellion. Jesus foretold to his disciples what he would one day say at the, at the time of judgment. Then I shall say uh, also unto them on the left hand, depart from me. You cursed unto everlasting fire, prepared for the de- devil and his angels. What must angels think as they look down on earth and observe people laughing and taking their pleasure while unknowingly they rush headlong down the path of eternal destruction? So angels are aware of God's plan from the end to the beginning. And they have the discipline to act only on what they're given at that particular time. Most of us, if we get to know something, we go and blast tell everybody. We don't even get the story straight. Can't pronounce half the words in the story, but we're going to go tell it anyway. Amen. And so angels have great discipline. Amen. But they're, they're not superior to us. In, in, in God's feeling for them, I put it that way. God loves us, amen, and that much we can be sure of. All right, why don't we take our quiz now and we'll get out of here and go to lunch.